Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. We have two guests today. Uh, Zach Nikolai is going to be joining us later on. But first, uh, we have someone calling in. This guy is a good friend of mine. We always have some very deep conversations about either politics or the world as we see it. But without further ado, please welcome my guest, Connor Ruffin. So the hypothetical is, let's say that sometime soon, a civil war was to happen in the United States. Interesting. The first question is, what what do you think would happen in order to cause said civil war? All right, perfect. It's interesting. I just had this conversation last week about how would that go down. I see it going down two ways. Is either, what is it, if you're... If you're conservative, it's going to happen with if they try and impeach Donald Trump. And if you're a liberal, it's going to be Donald Trump trying to usurp power from the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. Because I don't know if you saw that comment he made about uh, FIFA happening in America in 2026. He's like, they're going to have to extend my term and all this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and a bunch of people freaked out. They're like, yeah. does he not know the Constitution and blah, blah, blah? Like, well, you wouldn't say he extended my term unless you knew with the Constitution, obviously. Right, but, right. So he's basically saying that he's aware there's only um, two, two terms, terms of four years. And I think it's obvious that he's making a joke about it, saying, well, oh, I, yeah, they'll have to I extend mean, like, What, he's just going to be president to watch FIFA? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, let's be fair. I don't think Donald Trump's a big soccer guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, I mean, he played football and baseball team, all-American guy. You know, probably not interested in, you know, who's, you know, the FIFA World Cup champion. Well, I'm sure he also would like to retire after this this long presidency. He's going to be pushing almost 80 by the time he's out of office. Yeah. So, So, basically, to reiterate, you think that it's going to happen? Well, it's going to happen over, it's going to happen over Donald Trump. Okay. If, if there was civil war that broke out, it's not going to be because who knows? Like Washington State decides to secede from the union. It's going right. to be because we live in this charged political climate, just like when Abraham Lincoln was president, right? And it, you've got two different viewpoints on how the United States should go from here on. Some people they look at it from the liberal aspect of you know everyone deserves this this and that and or the conservative aspect of you have to work for it you have to go through a process uh i you know obviously i don't have to tell that to you so that's how it's gonna break down and then it's gonna break down to the states are gonna unite together against certain other states right like you know i would assume like the southern states are gonna remain loyal to the presidency uh you know midwestern states loyal and then you know, whatever fracture, like you're going to have like New York, uh, California, maybe Michigan, all those states with, you know, that are like now becoming 
more democratic hotbeds. Yeah. They're going to break away. And I think it's going to be more or less, not like a civil war in the sense like we're going to you know, have uh, giant battlefields and all that. No. But more like, a, I don't know, you know how the Soviet Union broke down and now there's like all these new countries like Turkmenistan and Tajikistan yeah. and uh, all this and that. You're going to have something like that, but it's going to be like a new Cold War. Uh, this new nation against uh, the, the United States, it's going to be an economic sanctions. Like, you know, like you, you'd see Washington State, Oregon, uh, uh, California, maybe Arizona break away, form their own little thing. So you would, So you would think that it would be state governments... Um, sort of seceding from the uh, United current States. United States, which is run by For President sure. Trump. Because uh, you see Democrats in heavily Democratic states, they're always complaining about Donald Trump and current Republican establishment in Washington, D.C. But you see uh, Republican states, Missouri, Kansas, uh, Florida, very supportive of the administration. Yeah. You saw, what is it, uh, Rick Scott, our senator, uh, was with uh, with was with President Trump on the whole task force involving the hurricane. I don't think that, uh, I don't think it would be a civil war in terms of our previous civil war. I don't think we'd have, like, uh, I don't know, uh, armies fighting armies. Because that's just not how people do things anymore. Okay, so the way uh, I see it, before we go any further, this is the way I I would see it going down, is I don't think a civil war would actually happen until, for whatever reason, President Trump uh, is out of office and let's say that a Democrat takes over. And so so if we keep, if let's say a Democrat becomes president, whether it's this next election or after Trump's eight years. Right. If they keep going so far left, I think that what's going to happen is they're going to get crazy and they're going to start going after free speech and guns. And that's what's going to rally up the right wing. And I think that right now, like while President Trump is still in office, I don't think that the uh, liberals of the left has the balls to actually do anything about it. So that's why I think it would it would happen once the um the left is back in power yeah yeah well i mean it depends on how uh because you you see uh what's his name uh uh what that natward right he's like what is it this is an impeachment investigation blah 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 like against the president right like i think they're getting more ballsy to be honest because of the whole squad i think the younger people are more charged and I think you might be right. Twenty twenty four after President Trump's out, maybe uh, they'll be a lot more ballsy. But right now, I'd say they're they're growing some balls. They're, they're dropped. Yeah. The thing is, though, with the left is, in order for them to um, kind of start their own quote unquote revolution, they would have to use some sort of firearms. And as we know, they're not very big on firearms, so I don't feel like they would have the power to do so. That's why I think that it would be the right fighting back against a left government. For sure. Because the left, uh, the left, when they're in government, they'll go ahead and try and use the uh, 
like the National Guard, the military, and law enforcement to fight back the uh, the right. And that's that's just what makes mo- most logical sense is the right the right citizens, right wing citizens have the firepower to fight back against a left Absolutely. government. I I also think that uh, if there was a left government. Was the majority of military members, police officers, veterans, uh, and you know, you see militia groups. I mean, like they're mostly inclined to conservative politics. So I think the second that say, you know, they're trying to, I don't know, enforce a gun ban. You know, like uh, I don't think that police officers and uh, national guardsmen and the army or navy or whatever would ever like you know side with the government on that right so actually i think my next point um like you're saying is i think if this scenario was to happen at least half of the military law enforcement whatever would actually in a way kind of um defy the government they they would they would either flat out leave or they would um resort to maybe being spies for um the other side Oh, for sure. And taking it down like within, because look at it this way: law enforcement and um, especially military, who's the the right wing, especially the right wing ones, they have family at home too, and yeah, they won't allow this extreme left government to terrorize their family back at home. So they're gonna either flat out quit and protect their family, or figure out some other way to take them down from where they stand currently. I also think that uh, you see uh, more uh, anarchistic groups and uh, violent groups in terms of, uh, like, Antifa. You know, like, Antifa isn't, like, an organized front. It's, like, more of a, right. a splinter cell of, you know, mixed groups. And I think they would be the ones, because you know how they always wear masks and stuff. It's like you, you don't actually know who they are. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for them to start stockpiling weapons. Well, you know, actually, that's uh, a good point because we've seen that um, you know when they're out when they're out in the world not using their masks, they yeah. call for more gun control. They say guns are bad and they're killing people. But then yeah. we've seen they buy guns, they buy arms. Right, we've seen people. We've seen um, videos and other stuff showing that members of Antifa will get knives and guns and they'll threaten to kill people. Once they yeah. put the masks on. So I agree that Antifa would definitely, um, ho- however the Civil War started, Antifa would definitely get some guys together. And I think it would end poorly, but they would at least try to get some big weapons together and fight back against the right. Yeah. No, I think that uh, something along those lines for sure. More so, I think that, uh, well, uh, how would. How would a this government? Uh, what is it? Uh, how would the government respond? Like martial law, you know, suspending habeas corpus, uh, no uh, trial by jury, you know, like what happened in the original civil war, or uh, you know, what 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 response would the government have under that kind of scenario? And uh, not to say that it would happen. What let's say you know a conservative government. Or to you know be the instigator of uh, civil war. Uh, what would happen then? You know, like uh, you know, would they use the Patriot Act as pretense to 
you know, take individuals, you know, into prison without any due process or, you know, what, what, so I guess, yeah. So I guess what you're saying is, um, that if let's say the right is in power and I think that their reason for initiating something like the Patriot Act would be if Antifa literally grows and they, yeah, uh, like if Antifa pulls another nine 11 for like whatever reason, then the government, like president Trump, especially would definitely say, all right, this has gone way too far. We're getting the national guard involved. We're going to find people responsible for uh, this. Oversight, blah, blah, blah. You know, how would people respond to that? You know, well, I, be like, I think civil groups be up in arms like the ACLU, uh, you know, Women's March, blah, blah, blah. Like, what would they do? I don't think that they would do much. Um, they would either join Antifa or they would kind of like sit yeah, like, there and pray. You know how like in uh, the Civil War, like, you know, all the women would be in the battlefields, like, you know, giving water and stuff like that. Think of it in a, a similar circumstance, but instead of, like, being battlefield nurses, like, what if they're marching in the streets protesting, you know, like, causing more civil unrest? Okay, yeah. Uh, what is it? What, what happens then? You know, like, what? how does the government respond to that? Uh, does it does it see as does it see those groups as supportive of Antifa? Or, you know, how, how do we go from there? I guess it does That's, depend on how extreme the uh, right government is. Yeah, uh, and, see, and that's the thing. Like, what is it? It all depends on certain things aligning, you know, because like, just like this, our, the original Civil War, you know, it, it all happened. You know, Abraham Lincoln was like not originally like there was no two party system. There was multiple people running. He won by like, I forget how much percentage of the vote it wasn't a lot wasn't huge and then the you know the southern states were like oh heck no that's just not gonna fly with us and uh you know then we started seeing states rising up you know uh was it uh, they even they went to robert e lee before the virginia uh, uh seceded from the union and he was like uh i don't know i don't know if i uh could stand up against my native Virginia. Like, if Missouri were to secede from the Union, like, you already know me, bro. Like, I'd be back in St. Louis helping the war effort. Uh, it all depends on the, the right circumstances. And I don't know, like, what would happen around the world? What would the world response be to that? Would NATO come over and help us? Would... What would the economic repercussions be? Would we go into another recession? I think there would definitely be some economic repercussions because of it. I'm not sure if other countries would come and aid either side. Because every every time I see something like this happen in another country, um, the United States is usually the biggest party that goes in and sends exactly. aid. I'm just not sure how other countries, like let's say uh, European countries, would react to that. That's definitely... That's definitely one of the things we have to get. And, uh, you know, for the most part, we're the ones over there uh, defending uh, Germany, France, uh, against possible Russian invasion. But uh, if the things were changed, uh, it, you know, it's a law in Germany that Germany cannot be a uh, an offensive uh, component in a war. It has to be defensive only. So that, that takes Germany out of the equation. 
it's not like Britain or France have an army big enough to, you know, like, match, uh, say, say all of Antifa, all right? Let's say, let's say 500,000 people, right? That's still a sizable number, you know? Not including, you know, other, you know, non-aligned movements, you know, like, there are, there are left-wing uh, militia groups that are like, yeah. you know, we're afraid of, you know, or, uh, Big Brother or another Hitler or yeah. whatever. That's a few uh, good points that you made because um, the first thing I thought of was, um, you know, how people compare the South in the Civil War to Democrats. Um, like the, the party back then aligned with the Democratic Party now. And then sure. Lincoln was the party of the Republicans. So yeah. I could definitely see um, modern day Democrats or modern day leftists um, revolting. Yeah. The only issue I see with Antifa is um, organization. They're not the very most and that's organized. The problem. Uh, because uh, think about the Vietnam War, right? What is it? Uh, Viet- uh, the Viet Cong weren't exactly led by any, uh, you know, one general or one commander. That's true. Uh, what is it? They were just. It's just like the Mujahideen or the Taliban, you know, they have like regional leaders uh, or just random people, you know, like just random people that are like, I I support the Taliban. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I don't know, walk into uh, Walmart and blow Obama. Yeah. The issue uh, with Antifa is that they could easily blend into the rest of the population because exactly. you don't know who it is. Yeah. Another th- and, uh, another thing, too, is. um. So whatever happens, like everything that we've just talked about, whatever situation happens, like however the Civil War breaks out, I know that there's one thing that's pretty much guaranteed is that members of the alt-right, which is, let's say, um, 10-15% of the voter population, would definitely take up arms and defend themselves and defend the Constitution. Yeah. And if you look at any uh, civil war that has happened in history, they they basically tell you you only need about 10 or 15% of the population to overtake the government. Yeah. So I think that no matter what happens, if the alt-right decides to take up arms and defend themselves and defend the Constitution or whatever, I think that they they would have a very powerful movement on their side. And you would think too – most militia groups are probably uh, right wing and not left wing. Uh, what is it? Current militias in the United States, uh, about 334 identified militia groups. And there's definitely a few that are unidentified, like very small oh, local right, ones. You never know. What is it? Because it's not like they have like websites. Right. Like, these are guys that meet at your local VFW or American Legion Hall, and they're like, Guys, I don't like the way the government's going. They're trying to take our guns. They're trying to, you know, take capitalism out, take God out of society. But I think if you have a militia too, I think the goal is to not be recognized by the government. Well, yeah, because it's to be a citizen soldier. Right, and you definitely want it to be covert because if the government knows about your militia, they're coming for you first. And then if they don't know about your militia, you have more time to figure out what you're going to do your next move. And, uh, I mean, well, you could easily, like, was it, uh, think about, bro, my favorite movie of all time, uh, red dawn, you know, just a group of kids, like just yeah. blending in, blending in, 
you know, living in the woods, you know, uh, doing whatever. Like, I think there's some aspects of that movie that would, that we would see. We'd see families and friends kind of like getting together and defending themselves, not so much joining one big cause, but just making sure that they stay safe and, you know, allying with one side, obviously you got to ally with one side, but it'll be a lot of, you know, friends and family that have guns just kind of, you know, holding down the fort and protecting themselves. Cause at the end of the day, they don't know who's truly going to help them out in the end. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, is this, I just like in a red dot, what is it? Remember the, the mayor, uh, he, he, he helps the, the communist take over, right. you know? Well, yeah, cause he was looking out for himself. Yeah, no, because that's, that's, at the end of the day, it's about, are you going to help other people? Are you going to self-sacrifice? Or are you going to look out for number one? Right. The definitely, the weak ones are going to join whatever, whatever uh, side they think has more power or more of a threat to them. They'll definitely join up and help them, even if they don't necessarily agree with it. And then the strong-minded ones uh, will be willing to do whatever it takes to protect themselves and their families. Yeah. No, a lot of great points. I mean, because I mean, a civil war is so tricky. You know, there's so many things that play into it. You know, what if you're, uh, you know, a liberal, but you're like, you know, my dad's in the police, and you know, Antifa's shooting up the police. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you support your dad? There's definitely some. There's definitely um, a difference between the left and being liberal. Yeah. Like you said, there's definitely liberals that are more moderate and they wouldn't want to see um, oh, a tyrannical left take over. They're not that far left. They just want to um, see certain progressive policies take place and they would never dream of you know, a civil war. Think about the widespread impact that would have. I mean, on all sides. Because you know, there are family members that have really different views. And who do you support at the end of the day? And what what media are you listening to, and how is it going to affect your outlook? You know, like uh, a lot of the Southern Democratic newspapers was always, you know, Abraham Lincoln's a viper. Abraham Lincoln's this and that. And, uh, you know, always painting him as this evil monster. But we know Abraham Lincoln was that OG guy. He was great. You know, he just wanted to free slaves. And originally, that wasn't even his original goal, you know, but it was finding like, look, guys, like, you know, you, you, you just crossed the line. And, uh, you know, here we are. All right. So and, uh, guess what? Uh, Zach is actually here. He just arrived. So he's going to um, help me pick it up from where we left off. Um, but I appreciate you for coming on and we're going to definitely do this again. We had a great uh, conversation, my friend. No, I, I loved, I loved talking to you. You know that I thought this was a great, interesting topic. Of course. Hey, I'll, I'll text you later. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. How you doing, Zach? Doing good. How about yourself? Welcome back. I'm doing good. So as you know, the topic today is more of a hypothetical. So if a civil war was to happen, in the United States, um, it doesn't have to be today, but let's say it happened, you know, within the next year or so, what would be the reason for said civil war to happen? So, uh, I think there's kind of different viewpoints on this depending on, you know, which side 
or which you know party you believe in and which aspects of that party do you believe in but i mean personally one that kind of shoots out to me is just if let's just say the government tries to take away people's firearms you know first amendment freedom of speech second amendment you know right to bear arms and the reason we have that is to protect our freedom of speech Mm -hmm. you know to protect protect ourselves you know from our government protect our voices protect everything and personally i think if the government tries coming and taking away you know our second amendment right you know one that was founded with the this country i think that would kind of start pushing people away start pushing states away start you know just showing to the world the division that could happen in a country i agree i think definitely if let's say hypothetically it's a left-wing government that takes power and decides to take guns i feel like that's the most logical i don't think that you know president trump would try and take away guns yeah I mean, but let's I hope say <laughs> the left gains enough power and gains enough you know political power to take away guns or they at least try to definitely the alt-right would be the first to stand up against that and i think alt-right in america i put, I put air quotes over alt-right because that's not really a clear definition but People on the right that might identify as alt-right is about 10 to 15% of the voter population. And that's a pretty big amount. I think they say that in order to successfully revolt against the government, you only need about 10% of the country's population. Yeah. So I think the alt-right would definitely have some big power in, in the game, so to say. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the alt-right. I mean, you know, there's plenty of people whether they're right wing left wing you know moderate they still believe in you know the right to bear arms and you know let's just say yeah okay let's just say you know yeah let's just say 10-15% to overthrow government or to start uh almost like a rebellion sort of thing okay yeah but now you're still you're still going to get like these people from the left or these moderate people who yeah they disagree with everything else of one party but that's one thing that they strongly believe mm-hmm. in is a right to protect themselves, their family, their friends, anyone. Right. At the very least, there's going to be a bunch of, I'd say a good majority of civilians that want to at least protect themselves and their families. So in order to do that, they would side with the right. Because if the left is trying to come in and take their freedom and take their guns and their means of protection, they would definitely, at the very least, protect themselves and then you know, kind of aid the right movement, so to say. Yeah, I think there would be a major political party shift on just, you know, people, you know, moving over and trying to go with, oh, this person's going to win, this person's going to lose or whatever. You know, this is, yeah, okay, now I believe in this party for the majority versus all these other small aspects that won't do good in an economy or won't do good in, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. I agree, yeah. And People would probably say something along the lines of, well, if the left is in power, then they have control of the military and the police force. But as you can imagine, I would think that most of the military, uh, as well as most of law enforcement, are actually right-wing themselves. Yeah, I mean, that that's what I would assume. The only thing I would probably, which could be a really bad thing if this separation were to even happen, is, you know, yeah, most of law enforcement or military... I would consider them mostly right wing, maybe you know, or right wing moderate, but they they usually always lean towards the right side. But one thing that's crazy is just 
television networks and news services, they tend to lean more left. And a real big problem with that is just they help the divide because if you have a if you don't have any you know moderation what you say you're only giving left ideas then that pushes a divide in the people and well that's where you start having like news networks trying to almost like convince you right like hey this is the only way this is what this is what these other people are doing don't even go to them don't talk to them don't do this don't do that which will even create a bigger uh split propaganda that's a word okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. right well definitely we're seeing that today we're seeing that the news media and a lot of top government leaders they're really pushing hard for whatever their agenda is but people are seeing that like just regular citizens they're seeing that happen more often and they're actually watching national news less because they don't trust them they're going to alternative news um Ben Shapiro, Louder with Crowder, stuff like that. They're listening to podcasts and stuff more than just national news because the national news in general is just one big message. Whereas if you listen to alternative news, there's a bunch of different messages and ideas. And then you can take all those things and, you know, take the best of them and come to your own conclusions. Because in the end, people really don't like groupthink. They like to think for themselves when it really comes down to it. So eventually they realize that and they try to find news in alternative uh, ways of doing so. Yeah, I mean, problem with news right now is just there's no credibility behind it. You know, you'll have, you'll have a news source, they come out and, you know, they'll say everything that happened. But then, you know, a month later when they actually get facts about it, then they'll come back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, this was wrong. But yeah. after that month, it's too late. Right, we've seen so many redactions the past few years than ever before and just you know the news is coming out and saying one thing and then turns out it wasn't true because they just want the headline or they want to pin president trump or whoever it is that they're against right now so yeah i agree yeah i mean just with the even now we have a divide in the country and to be honest with you, you know they say fake news or fake media whatever i really think it's a media that pushes this split this divide and you know, what could push, you know, different states away and we can't trust our government. Let me leave the country. Let me secede from, you know, the union. Let me do this. Let me do that. If the media, if they want an agenda pushed, they could push it. Right. And they're definitely pinning Americans against each other. Like you said, there's, they're definitely not helping uh, the divide that's in this country, whether it be via racism, sexuality, whatever the case may be. I feel like they're actually making it worse because they're taking certain groups of people and generalizing and then taking those groups and saying that they're the problem. And then you have, if, if you're not that smart of a person and you listen to national news, you'll believe it. And it'll go out and say, you know, every white person's bad or every male is bad or, uh, or you know, whatever the case may be, you just believe it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with that whole aspect, it's like the news too, this, they divide people when they say stuff like that, you know, like, hey, the African-American community, you know, they did this, or the white community did this, or, you know, the Christian community or Jewish community or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. We shouldn't be segregating communities like Mm -hmm. that on the media, you know, where people are watching with their families, you know, with their kids. And then, then it's like, we're teaching them almost that like, even in the news, okay, well, we're saying that this person is, you know, segregated from this person or whatever. We're teaching them that segregation. We should teach them that it's wrong, but they're kind of still teaching them, you know, that it's still happening today. Like, 
Black Lives Matter. In my opinion, every human life matters in this world. So, you know, in that movement, I kind of feel like, okay, well, people are going against a certain group of people. You know, it's almost like a, a small war between them. Instead, you know, we should be looking at the big picture, you know, every single life in this world, whether whether you're a fetus, whether you're, you know, a 90-year-old man, a 100-year-old man or woman, we got to look at it like that. We got to look for the better of, you know, this earth and, you know, for the better of the people. You bring up a good point, too. You said kids are watching it at home. Like, let's say that, you know, uh, dad turned on the TV and the kids are around and kids are pretty gullible. Yeah. You know, they, they're gullible until they hit a certain age and then they realize, you know, not everything they hear is true. But growing up and you hear the news going on in the background, you hear some guy say, President Trump is bad. Um, you're hearing white people are bad or whatever the case may be. And then they go to school and they say it and then other kids start saying it. You know, whatever the case may be. It spreads. Yeah. So then they grow. And, and if they're not taught the difference between right or wrong or what's actually fact then they can grow up to be, you know, someone like an Antifa who goes around and throws a fit because all white people are bad, even though he's the whitest guy you've ever seen. So it's yeah. like, it, it just starts, it doesn't make sense because they were never taught what's actually true. I mean, yeah, and I don't know about you, you know, I know about kids being gullible, but I'll be honest, adults nowadays are just as gullible. Right. You know, because well, those are the ones that weren't taught. Exactly. Well, you know, and I, the funny, you know, the funny thing about it is like, I feel like, Growing up, you know, we grew up in the beginning of, you know, the internet coming out, yeah. you know, the inter- the internet really being mainstream and part of our human living. And I remember, you know, you know, growing up and my parents tell me, don't trust every anything you see on the internet. You know, I remember every adult saying that, you know, don't talk to strangers on the internet. Don't trust anyone on the internet. Don't trust anything you see over there. You know, always like fact check, let's just say whatever the case may be. And it's like now those same people who said that, who, you know, kind of raised us, you know, to like, hey, be careful of the internet. Don't do this. Those are the same people who are on Facebook reading one article that has no factual, (laughs) you know, it has nothing backing it. And then like, you know, they're like, oh, my God, look, vaccines cause autism. And then, you know, they do all the studies in the world, prove it doesn't. But you know what? That one Facebook post that was fake or that one doctor that admitted that, you know, he said that for money, you know what? They believe it. That's and they a still very believe good it. point. Very good point. God, it's, it's almost like the internet has become so simple and we have become, as a society, as a society, we've become so lazy that we see a headline and it's easier to just go with that than actually look deeper into it. And that leads to, like you were saying, people on Facebook, they see this big headline and then everyone starts sharing it and everyone starts saying stuff about it, but no one's looked into the facts. No one has yeah, what's actually thought happened. about, you know, not trusting whatever you see on the internet. We've gotten so off topic, but these are, these are <laughs> all, these are all good points that I think would push a would civil push war. A, yeah, yeah. It would push a split. I, you know, at the end of the day, I really think, you know, whichever, let's just say we're already split with, Republican Party and Democratic Party. I really think if it was going to, like, I'll be honest, I'm just going to take California for an example, just, you know, or, you know, we could even do a red state. We could do Texas. If Texas was going to get, you know, step away from the government, it would have to be for a good reason. Yeah. You know, and I really think that it's possible. It's definitely a possibility. Whether the people in that state agree with it or not, it wouldn't really matter. You know, they would split up and then 
what would happen is, well, you know what? They would start taking in people that do believe in their uh, their viewpoints and yeah. why they split. You know, whether it was, hey, the government's taking my guns. You know, when you come here, you won't. We won't take away your guns. We'll give you a gun to protect yourself. Yeah. You know, people always bring guns as, as arguments, but in, in Switzerland, every male once they turn eighteen. You know, they have to join their former military and they have to get a firearm and they have to keep a firearm. Yes, the, the house. government actually gives them a rifle to keep at their house. Yeah. When they're of a certain age. Yeah. It's, when you turn 18, you're an adult. You know, you're going to be part of their military. You're going to, you know, whatever, whether it's, you know, it's the reserve, you know, it's not active. It's just more of like. Right. Uh, fortunately for them, they're, they're, fortunately <laughs> for them, they're very neutral. So they won't see much action anyway. Yeah, they're very, yeah. But they're at least prepared. Yeah. To say the least, I feel like no one would mess with Switzerland unless they're very ignorant. Because, I mean, like you said, everyone there pretty much has a gun. Yeah. And then they'd be willing to defend themselves at the very least. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to yeah. side with, you know, this country or that country, but they'll defend themselves. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, because I kind of want to be in the middle with all this. But when it comes to uh, leftist views, too, you know, socialism, stuff like that, well... At the end of the day, this country was founded to be its own democracy. It was a new type of government they would try out, and it worked for all these years. And then now people are trying to change it to a socialist government. And let's just say, let's just say, you know, California, because you know, personally, I would consider them like the most left state in our country. They definitely are. <laughs> and um, so let's just say someone got elected, and they're trying to push for socialism, but the U.S. government's turning them down. They're saying, "Oh, you can't do that." Whether it's a you know, a Republican president or a Democratic president, there's always going to be a point where it's like, listen, you're going too far. Right. You know, this is, at the end of the day, this is our government. You know, I know you have control, but you don't have that much control. Right, right. And at that point, I really think, you know, finish your point. Go ahead. Okay. And answer. At that point, I really think then that's when a state will come and that's when a state would come in and actually be like, okay, you know what? We're leaving the, we're leaving the government. Yeah. Any uh, any final words? Yeah, with I mean California leaving, I, I would definitely see them <laughs> doing that. They would definitely be the first state on the left to leave, and then I think um, ooh, what's the, what, what would be the first state on the right to leave? I feel like that's a tough one. The first state on the right, I would say on the left, it's California, New York. Those are those are the really the most extreme ones on the left. On the right. I feel like it would be. I feel I, like Oklahoma I mean, would be a good one to, um, because the, Oklahoma was the only state last election to go all red in every county. Yeah. I feel like they have a more concentrated uh, conservative population. I feel like they would definitely be one of the first ones to say no. We're not going to deal with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if if people were talking about you know seceding, you know what was it? Remember we learned in history what South Carolina they seceded yeah. from the union they seceded from you know the confederate states you know they they hey, if they see a chance they'll do it right <laughs> so quite honestly it could just be them it could be them know. again they'd be like you know what round two let's Shoot. do it and i i think i remember in what like 2000 like like 12 maybe like yeah weren't they talking yeah about someone it? talked about yeah. it yeah like hey you know we're just gonna see like and one's like whoa that was out of nowhere and yeah. then then they looked at the state and they're like oh wait no never mind yeah they do that all the time like <laughs> Oh, man. That's a good point. Well, thanks for coming back on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Until next time. 
Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Be sure to go find us on social media at Gonzo Tonight. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends or family or whoever might be interested in it. And we'll see you next time. Take care.